So at first yesterday, uh, the prosecution dropping manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin um, stemming from that accidental shooting and killing of a props uh, person on the set of uh, the, the motion picture Russ, which he was filling, filming uh, at the time. At first, um, the manslaughter charges against him being dropped uh, came as a surprise. Uh, but the more you get into it, the more um, uh, the less surprising it is because it, it, it seemed more like a unraveling and a bungling of the uh, investigation as well as the prosecution, more so than a declaration of Alec Baldwin's innocence. And, and in fact, the uh, uh, prosecutor who is currently seeing uh, the case down in New Mexico said that uh, this it's not an acquittal because it didn't go to trial, but the dropping of these charges in no way um, implies that Alec Baldwin is, is innocent in this accidental shooting. Uh, it, it just said that uh, new things have come to light which merit further investigation and that charges may be filed later on, new charges. Um, so, number one, what was the thing that came to light? I, I guess... Um, Upon further investigation of the gun, I think uh, it, it was called uh, ballistic um, forensics. Uh, it turned out that there was something modified on the gun's trigger where you wouldn't necessarily have to pull the trigger for the gun to go off. And, of course, Alec Baldwin's story was that uh, he asked the prop master if the gun was unloaded. The prop master said yes, and I guess... Technically, it wasn't loaded, but there was something in there, some kind of shrapnel-like projectile that came out of the unloaded gun that hit the uh, young woman uh, who, who, who died during the incident. Now, going back even further, I got to say, I had not really paid much attention um, to this case. I just kind of assumed Alec Baldwin was guilty. And I assumed that he would get out of this because he had a, a, a really good lawyer. And it turned out that the prosecution on this was very much bungled because uh, the, the initial two prosecutors um, on this case, who were all over national TV talking about it, um, they had to recuse themselves because they both were running for office. So that puts into to question, were they really trying to prosecute Alec Baldwin and bring forth justice, or were they trying to run for office? And as far as I know, one, one, one of them won, and I don't know about the second one. I think only one of them did, did win. So um, it seems like by the time the second prosecutor got a hold of it, Perhaps there were some there was some shoddy work on the prosecutor's part, and uh, there was a hearing to move forward. That prosecutor did not feel like they were prepared, and so they dropped these charges. Um, so I don't know if Alec Baldwin is completely exonerated or if he's temporarily exonerated, uh, like the <laughs> like the Supreme Court's ruling on Miffa Prestone, uh, which we'll find out about later on today. Uh, the myth of Presto, not Alec Baldwin, is uh, is is the uh, dropping of these cases permanent, or are they just dropped temporarily so they can bring about another case? Now, um, one thing that is for sure, 
is that Alec Baldwin is back. Um, I don't know if it's in New Mexico, but he is back to filming the movie Rust, which was the movie they were filming when this tragic incident happened. And actually, news that his uh, case was dropped came while he was on set. And uh, I, I, I think he was trying to get this thing finished up before the court before the court case in case he was going to jail. But it seems like for the time being, they can take their time. But I don't know. See, I if somebody dies on set, unless it was... Um, you know, unless it was this person's passion project and you were finishing it for them, I don't know, man. It seems kind of it seems kind of morbid to finish up this movie, and and I feel like I, I feel like it's going to be one of those cursed films that's bad mojo to watch. You know, there are certain uh, movies where where a lot of uh, weird and bad things happen on on set or or after the movie, and, and this feels like one of them. It it just it it, it just seems weird and kind of insensitive to the family of the young woman um, who worked in props who died during this. Um, and, and so, I, you know, um, criminally, Alec Baldwin is exonerated for now. Um, civilly, I believe that the family of the woman who he accidentally shot and killed on the set, they sued him and they settled uh, in 2022. Um, because if he's not criminally liable, it was his production company that was, um, that was filming the movie. And so when something like this happens on set, when proper safety procedures are not followed and somebody gets injured or dies, it might not be Alec Baldwin's fault as the actor, but it is his fault as a producer who it's ultimately his responsibility to make sure things like this don't happen. Now, normally that would mean that the producer would hire um, safety folks and prop folks who he trusts, who he knows doesn't cut corners, and who he knows puts an emphasis on safety. On top of, uh, on top of that, he was the actor holding the weapon in, um, in question. So he's got double responsibility, at least civilly. Uh, like I said, you can buy the, uh, the the accident angle criminally, but civilly, the buck stops with the producer. The buck stops with the people who are financing this movie. So in that in that instance, he is responsible for that death, but not necessarily at fault to the point uh, where he's going to face jail time. Elon Musk uh, continues to make news this week, um, not only for the uh, SpaceX launch of that unmanned rocket that blew up um, spectacularly over, uh, I believe it was Florida, where it was launched. Uh, and by the way, SpaceX says that uh, um, the, 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 the real mission for this was for the rocket to clear the tower, everything other than that. Um, was a bonus. So I, I don't know exactly what their aim of this launch was. I assumed that the aim was for the rocket to get into space safely, but uh, it didn't do that, and still they're still claiming it as a victory. And uh, <laughs> they put a, a pretty funny spin on it on the, uh, the, uh, the company webcast. One of the commentators on the webcast watching this thing go up into the air he called it a rapid unscheduling disassembly, or an RUD. Um, so it, it was unmanned. 
that was my first question because a lot of people were laughing at, at, about it. Uh, which you know, it 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 seems like nobody was hurt, so you can kind of laugh about it. But uh, of course, uh, he did that uh, interview with Tucker Carlson, which, uh, as we saw in a uh, in a, uh, a a court of law uh, earlier this week, that uh, you are to take things on Fox News with a grain of salt. After they had to settle that uh, big, uh, not website. Big uh, lawsuit, big lawsuit against um, put put brought uh, by Dominion against them. Jeez, it's Friday, people. Um, And so Elon Musk was on Tucker Carlson talking about how uh, Twitter uh, can spy on your DMs. Same thing with the government. And he also voiced his concern about artificial intelligence. Uh, which I think uh, a lot of us are concerned about. Um, now, he's saying he is trying to uh, launch a tool called Truth G- GPT because AI has the ability to lie. It's, it's like Skynet. It's self-aware. It has the ability to lie, and he says it's going to have a liberal bias, which I kind of rolled my eyes at, but... Uh, um, but the fact of the matter is he says that um, AI is um, is capable of lying, and he predicts that those lies are going to have a left-wing bent, which, okay. Um, so he is starting this Truth GPT to uh, fact-check Chat GPT, which is part of uh, OpenAI, which he actually helped co-found back in 2015-2016. And uh, I don't know if necessarily it's always going to have a, a left-leaning bent. I think uh, what's going to happen, and of course a lot of people are questioning uh, Elon Musk's objectivity and how objective this uh, truth GPT is going to be when fact-checking. My actual prediction of what, what I think is going to happen with this is that he's going to put this out. He's going to put this out. It's going to fact-check a couple of... Uh, a couple of left-leaning news stories, and at at the moment right now, of course, Elon Musk is a uh, right-wing darling because um, you know he stuck it to the libs at Twitter and he's exposing all the chicanery that went on behind the scenes. But uh, he has been a liberal darling in the past, and, and I feel like he's mostly politically agnostic. I think uh, right now he's kind of riding that wave of conservative love, um, but. That could completely change the moment that he fact checks a conservative story. Like, say, pardon me, say something comes out about Hunter Biden, who currently is in some hot water right now. Um, at least the the IRS is. Um, he is facing a couple of uh, criminal tax charges, and there's an investigation going on right now saying that that. Um, investigation is being slow rolled because his dad's the president so let's say something comes out um and and uh somehow elon musk fact checks something like that it probably won't be that that story because it's going to be in the future but it's coming quicker than you think and let's say that uh you know elon musk this truth gpt or is that what it's called truth gpt yes truth gpt run by elon musk 
it fact checks his story that the outcome's not favorable to conservatives. Well, they'll kick him to the curb as as quickly as they um, as they welcomed him in once he started putting his thumb in the eye of Twitter. So so that's my that is my prediction. This Truth GPT it's going to fact check a couple of stories and it's going to make the conservatives cheer, but the one mo- the one second that Truth GPT facts checks something that uh, the conservatives don't like, well then he's going to be a pariah and uh, he's going to be a man without a country, so to speak. Um, but it's okay. I mean, Elon Musk has always March to the beat of his own drum, um, and he. I still have a lot of goodwill towards him for what he did with the satellites in Ukraine, putting up uh, a, a, an internet satellite to make sure that even if Russia did cut off internet access to Ukraine, the Ukrainian people would still have internet. Um, not a big fan of the fact that he dropped um, protective language of the trans community in the Twitter's uh, hate speech guidelines. So I'm probably at a 5.1 out of 10 on Elon Musk right now. But, uh, yeah, everyone's cheering. You know, the Fox News crowd is cheering right now because Elon's on their side. But the moment he um, steps out of line with them, they're not going to be happy. Now, the one thing I will agree with Elon Musk on and if this becomes a uh, if this becomes a battle between the AI robots and the humans, I might have to become a conservative because it seems like right now the conservatives are the ones that are fighting against this. Um, I, I don't mean to sound like you know one of these simpletons from the 1900s afraid of the horseless buggy or electricity, but uh, I, I I think people are right to be concerned about AI. Um, not only the fact that it can spoof people's voices or that it can make realistic videos of people um, just out of thin air. Um, it, there, there's a lot of concerns. And, and honestly, if we, if we trusted our government enough, I would say there needs to be some kind of legislation here. And I think eventually we'll get good at spotting fakes. Um, like we have with Photoshop or we're, we're, like we have with bad audio edits, but it's, it's going to be a bumpy ride. I think, um, I, I think there was an entire Joe Rogan podcast that was, um, that was created with AI, both Joe Rogan and his guests. And it was hard to tell the, tell the difference. There is a fake Drake song that was released on Spotify using complete AI so, I, I mean, court cases are going to be a lot tougher as AI gets better, and it's only going to get better. I mean, there's been a lot of people making AI videos saying, hey, I made this whole video with AI, and you can kind of tell, but there's some kind of, there's some kind of theory out there, and I wish I, I knew the name of it, but essentially what it, what it says is that um, the more the more technology advances, the faster it advances. So, for example, it took us, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years to invent the telephone. And then it took us, like, uh, less than um, 100 years to invent the cell phone. And then it took us uh, less time than that for the smartphone. So, so, so on and so on. It, it, as, as technology advances... Uh, the speed at which it advances 
uh, speeds up exponentially. So, so I hope that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, you know, with a lot of jobs being automated with AI, you kind of start have to start start to wonder where where do the humans fit uh, fit in in this future. Now, I'm hoping what's going to happen with AI is what happened with the internet. You know, um, the the employees of World Book and Encyclopedia Britannica uh, probably lost their asses. A lot of them got laid off, but an entire industry has 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 opened up and boomed. Uh, Google, Amazon, for all the jobs lost um, from World Book and Encyclopedia Britannica, um, how many were created with these internet companies? So. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on Elon Musk's Truth GPT, and we'll see if he only fact-checks stories that lean left or if he becomes impartial. And once he becomes impartial, if he'll no longer be a conservative darling. And from the enemy of my enemy is my friend department, um, Donald Trump has gotten involved in the fight between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney. And if this is the first time you've, you've heard this, this podcast, this is the first time you've um, um, heard about this, this fight between Ron DeSantis and Disney, essentially Ron DeSantis got behind this, this bill in the Florida State Legislature that said that uh, absolutely no discussion of gender identity or sexual orientation is to be taught in schools before third grade, even talked about in schools before third grade. Even if a, if a kid had a question for a teacher, that teacher could not answer that question. And they hit it, they, they wrapped it up in this problem that doesn't exist. They said no sex education at all before third grade, which um, that's not a thing anywhere. It's it's making a law for a problem that doesn't exist. So anyway, a lot of people had a problem with this because, like, uh, they were saying you're not protecting kids from sex education. What you're doing is you're just marginalizing gay kids and and pretending that they don't exist. And people who um, defended the bill said, well, it's only until third grade, um, even though recently the. Florida uh, State Board of Education expanded that to 12th grade. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to, it doesn't have to be in the curriculum until late middle school, early high school. Um, But if a kid has a question about something they saw that, that, that is not something they're used to, to seeing like a gay couple or, 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 or someone who identifies as trans and they want to ask uh, the teacher a question, the teacher's not allowed to say. I don't, I don't know what teachers are supposed to say. I don't know if they're just supposed to give them a snack or, or give them a coloring book and, and try to distract them, but they're, they're not supposed to acknowledge that they exist, which um, the original bill you could kind of defend, saying, well, kids don't need to, to, to know about that before third grade. But now it's going all the way up to 12th grade. And uh, essentially all Florida is doing is making their high school graduates dumber and keeping that and, and keeping them woefully unprepared for the real world. So anyway, uh, I got off kind of on a tangent there. And so the original Don't Say Gay bill, which passed a couple of years ago, um, Disney was against it. A lot of people were against it. And so Ron DeSantis, being the, uh, the uh, 
punitive meathead that he is, says, okay, Disney, well, if you disagree with me, if you dare speak out against something that I'm doing, then we are going to strip you of special privileges. And back when Disney World was being built, they came up with this thing called the Reedy Creek Agreement where uh, Disney would get a uh, break on taxes, and in return, they would... uh, they would take care of things that that normally taxpayer dollars would would pay for. So uh, Disney took care of their own policing, and they took care of their own medical services, and they took care of their own um, roads and all that stuff. And it was mutually beneficial for both Disney and the state of Florida. And then uh, it turned out that that uh, Ron DeSantis's uh, little hissy fit here was going to cut. Uh, cost the folks of Florida over a million do- uh, billion dollars over a certain period of time. And so Ron DeSantis says, okay, well, then we're going to put an oversight board handpicked by me uh, of all Republicans, and Disney won't be able to uh, blow their nose without permission. And then um, they put some, and then the, the uh, outgoing board of directors put something into their, um, put something into their uh, charter that uh, stripped the power of the board before they left. And then so Ron DeSantis had very little power over Disney, which was his original intent. So then he got mad and said, well, you know, maybe we're going to uh, maybe we're going to uh, charge you hotel taxes or put in toll roads or build a prison next to, you know, just real, just real whizzing matches type stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it probably gets cheers from the com- uh, the comment section of Breitbart. It might even get cheers from some of his constituents in Florida. Obviously, he did very well on midterm election night when the rest of the Republicans got their asses handed to him. But there are some Republicans in the state legislature that are getting tired of it because um, what he's doing intervie- interfering in in one of the biggest uh, in the business of one of the biggest employers in the state is intrinsically anti-republican and uh this is Larry Kudlow uh he is a economic uh, e- economy uh analyst for Fox News and he also worked in the Trump White House I just want to observe that Governor DeSantis is close to making a fool of himself with his Walt Disney obsession. This has been going on now for months and months and months, and I would argue that it is unseemly, number one. A governor should not be come crashing down on, if not the biggest, one of the biggest businesses. I don't like Disney's politics either, their woke politics. My guess is Bob Iger is going to change that. But whatever. I, uh, DeSantis should make a deal and stop already. He's not running against Walt Disney for president. And he's absolutely right. I mean, this this little pissing match that he's having against uh, one of the most beloved companies um, in the world is not going to serve him very well um, if this this spills over into the primary and it spills over into the general election if he gets the nominee, the, the nomination. And uh, so Donald Trump, obviously, he's seen Ron DeSantis as as his biggest threat to that Republican nomination. And he's been taking shots at him for a while, started calling him, uh, pardon me, Ron DeSanctimonious and posting pictures of Ron DeSantis partying with minors back when he was a 
teacher in his younger years accusing him of being creepy, um, so on and so forth. But uh, now Donald Trump is siding with Disney. And probably I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Donald Trump isn't necessarily pro-Disney. He's just anti-DeSantis, and he is pro-anybody feuding with Ron DeSantis. Here's what he writes on uh, his Truth Social page, which, uh, from what I hear, is not doing great. DeSantis is being absolutely destroyed by Disney. His original PR plan fizzled, so now he's going back with a new one in order to save face. Disney's next move will be the announcement that no more money will be invested in Florida because of the governor. In fact, they could even announce a slow withdrawal or sale of certain properties or the whole thing. Watch, this would be a killer. In the meantime, this is all so unnecessary. A political stunt. Ron should work on the squatter mess. And uh, no matter what, what what's going on between Ron DeSantis of, and Disney, of course, Donald Trump's going to say that he's being absolutely destroyed by Disney. But the one thing he is right about is that you probably shouldn't be trying to mess with um, the biggest uh, economic engine in your state. Because, yes, it would be a lot for Disney to, to, to pull up stakes of Disney World and move it to uh, like a Georgia or I don't they couldn't do California. Obviously, Disneyland's over there, but move it to another state because uh, the Florida governor is, is messing with you. But what they could do is they could take, uh, uh, you know, things they were going to invest in there in Florida and move it over to California. And so all that economic benefit that Florida was going to get over things that Disney was planning on expanding or building, they're going to lose out on this because this Ron DeSantis guy uh, just can't let anything go once he picks a fight.